Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. We hope you enjoy this week's message from our guest speaker. Hey everybody, how are you doing this morning? Very good to to be here. Um, Actually very awesome, awesome. My iPad's not working. There you go. Very, very cool to be here this morning. Uh, very, very, uh, it's a joy. It's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed of, of the, the privilege that I have of being with you. And uh, uh, like Claude was saying, it's such a, a joy being here, but being with them also. And, and they are such good friends. Uh, we go a long ways and we've always helped each other. We've always encouraged each other in the ministry. And um, we have been so, so blessed by, by them as a couple, as friends. And I know that you have been blessed also uh, by their ministry and by everything. So can we just give them a round of applause? Like just come on. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's, it's just, just great. Before I start... Um, we, I just had a blast with the GMDS. Some of them are, are here. Come on, yeah. And we spent uh, three days together talking about the Father's love, and it was just so, so cool seeing uh, these young ones receive from him and being touched and being healed, and it's uh, just amazing. Um, maybe you do not know this, maybe you do, but uh, uh, GMC have been investing in something we do in Temiskaming in our part of the world. We have uh, this place that's called La Place, and uh, it's a place we rent in the middle of uh, our, our whole area. Uh, it's a, in a little town, it's about 3,500 population, uh, but it uh, serves the, the whole area. And um, what we do is we rent this place and, and uh, we uh, help all the different um, charities and things that are going on. They can use our space. But also once a week, we give food to the people who are in need. And uh, you guys have sown for now a couple of years and it's a great, great help. And I just want to give a, a little report um, of what's going on. Uh, in January of this past year, so in January 2022, uh, we had to close because of, again, COVID and all that and different restrictions that we had. And the reopening was progressive. So starting from February, we would open more and more. But just to let you know, from February to the end of September, now in, in, in a little town of 3,500 people, okay, and when we give a meal once a week, there were... 1,598 person who came for meals at La Place. So that's an average of 50 meals per week. And it's all, all uh, volunteers who are, who are doing the food, who are serving the food and everything. And like I said, we only give uh, one meal on Friday because we don't have the resources. We'd like to give it like many days a week, but we don't have the resources for that. And plus, last year, there's a clothing business uh, who gave us brand new end-of-line clothes to give away. Uh, Farmers gave us meat, 
eggs, vegetables, and all kinds of other things. So we're really having an impact on the community. And from the bottom of my heart, I really want to thank GMC for investing us so in us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And you can give yourself a round of applause for that. <laughs> Okay, let's do this again. You can give yourself a round of applause for that. <laughs> a bit better. Thank you. This morning, I'd like to talk to you about having a heart for his mission. The, the mission that our Father has for this world. Actually, our Father has always, always been on mission. His mission has always been to save to redeem and to restore. Always, always. From the beginning of creation, right up till the end of Revelation, he has a mission, and it's to redeem, to save, and to restore people. All through the Old Testament, we see this. We see our Father on mission. It starts with Adam and Eve. After they have fallen, what do we see God doing? He goes after them. He seeks them, not to hit them, not to punish them, but to restore them. He wants them to come out. He says, where are you? He wants them to come out of their hiding place. Why? Because he wants to clothe them. He wants to restore them. We see Israel in Egypt. While Egypt was suffering under the, uh, the oppressors and the people of God being mistreated and what does God do he hears their groanings he hears their cries and what does he do he's on mission he sends Moses why because he wants to restore his people we see even Israel amongst the nations as they were uh, uh, sinning and going to other nations and putting their trust in other gods Again, what does God do? What does our Father do? He sends judges. Why? To, to warn them and to try to, to woo them back and to bring them back to Him. Why again? Because He wants to restore them. He wants to redeem and to save. So we see this all through the Old Testament. And then it leads up to Jesus where our Father sends His only Son. And what does the Bible say about Jesus in Luke 19.10? That Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. So all His ministry, all Jesus' ministry, was having the, His Father's heart and His Father's mission. Everything He would do, everything He would say, He would do it to save, to redeem, and to restore fallen humanity. And at the end of his life, what does Jesus do? He passes on to his disciples, to us, the same mission that he inherited from his father. It says in Matthew 28, verse 19, Therefore, guys, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely... I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the mission that our Father has, that He has given us. So, so a lot of us, maybe we know this, but how do we get to be on His mission? How do we get to have a heart and to take this at heart? 
the mission of our Father. Well, there's three things that I'd like, three ways I'd like to share with you quickly this morning. And the first one is lift up your eyes. The first is to lift up our eyes and to see the people and the needs around us. We had this story in John chapter 4 of the Samaritan woman. Jesus, after ministering, he's thirsty and he's tired. And he goes to Jacob's well and there he meets this lady, the Samaritan the woman. She comes to him. And Jesus starts talking to her and he's revealing all kinds of stuff of, of her life. And she's like, wow. And, and through that, he reveals like, that he's the Savior. He's the Messiah. And this lady is like totally wrecked. And she goes to the town, her, her town, and she starts telling people about this man. Could this be the Messiah? Could this be the Savior that we have been waiting for? And the disciples, they were already there to get some food in that town. And they come back and they find Jesus talking to this woman. So I'd like to read John 4, starting from verse 27. Just then his disciples came back and they marveled that he was talking with a woman. But no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. And meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him some McDonald's or something? <laughs> Jesus said to them, guys, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. You see, the disciples saw the woman speaking with Jesus. The disciples saw the people in the town where they went to get some food. But the thing is, is that they didn't really see them because their eyes were on themselves. Their eyes were on their own needs. And they went to town because they were hungry. They wanted food. They thought Jesus was hungry. So it was, they were consumed by their own needs. And because they were consumed by their own needs, they did not see the woman they did not see the people in that town. They passed right by them. And this is why Jesus says, guys, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Now, how often does that happen to us? When we are so busy and so consumed with our own needs, we have to go here and we have to do this and we have errands to run and we have to go to our job and we, we go to the grocery and we, we just got to get our items and get out of there and, and we're just on, on our own needs and all the way we are meeting all these people but we're not seeing them. We pass by them and we're not seeing them. So Jesus says, guys, lift up your eyes and he's saying 
this, this same thing to us this morning. He wants to give us his heart, his father's heart for the mission. He wants us to take our eyes off of our own needs and our own selves and to look at the people and the needs of those who are around us. Amen? The second thing is lift up your voice. Lift up your eyes and see. Lift up your voice. In Matthew 9 verse 35 to 38 it says this. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, when he saw the crowds, when he saw, when he lifted up his eyes and he saw the, crowd, the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, guys, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Lift up your voice and ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Wow. It's really interesting because this is one of the only places where Jesus asks his disciples to pray a specific prayer. In the Gospels, we read in, that he, he asks his disciples and he teaches his disciples to pray. But this is for a specific thing. And that is to ask the Father, the Lord of the harvest, to send workers out into the harvest. It is very interesting to note that he doesn't ask them to pray for the harvest. He asks them to pray so that workers would be sent into the harvest. I like to imagine these stories. I'm, I, I, when I read the Bible, I always like to, I have this kind of imagination and I, 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 I see the story unfolding. And I like to, to put myself right there. So I imagine Jesus just seeing the people and being touched and just having this great compassion inside of him. Oh, now what does that look like? Maybe he was crying. Maybe he was just like, wow, just overwhelmed by, by these people, seeing their hearts, seeing their needs. And then he, he has these disciples beside him and they're like, uh, yeah, man, what's for dinner? <laughs> I don't know. I'm imagining this, you know. But, but like they're not there. They're not seeing what Jesus is seeing, right? They're not touched. The Bible doesn't say that they're touched with compassion. Jesus is. So as he's there and looking at, at the, 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 the field, the harvest, and he's looking at his disciples, he turns to them and he says, guys, guys, look, lift up your eyes, guys, and see. This, the harvest is there. It's plentiful, but I want you now to lift up your voice and to pray and to ask the Father to send laborers into this harvest. Guys, pray that the Father would send laborers, the harvest, laborers, guys, guys, laborers, harvest, one plus one equals two, guys, you're the workers, you're the laborers. There's the harvest, guys. Like, duh. <laughs> and 
And, 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 and that's what Jesus is, is asking us. And he's, he, he wants us to understand this. That as we lift our eyes and we see the people, we see that that's the harvest. That as we are going about in our lives... We are in the harvest. We are, we are t touching these people who are the harvest. And as we start lifting up our voices and praying that the Father would send people into the harvest, something happens inside of us. And we start to understand that, could it be that I'm one of the workers? Could it be that through this prayer and through seeing the needs and the people, that I start receiving his heart and then I start feeling this, this desire and this passion and this compassion to go and to be one of the workers. Yeah, that's what I believe happens. When you start praying this way, you start to have a vision of the harvest and you start to realize that the people you meet are the harvest. You start to have a heart to reach them. What's really interesting also is the word that Jesus uses when he says, pray, uh, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out. This word, send out, is literally to thrust out. <laughs> it's like, okay, Father, would you please, <laughs> whoa, okay, I am being thrust out in the harvest. It's not like, oh, please, guys, um, you know, I know you're busy, and I know you got your own lives, but would you please consider maybe going in the harvest? It's not that. It's Father. Let us be so filled with your compassion. Let us be so filled with, let us have your heart for your people. And Father, would you please just thrust us out. This word, even de, it, it, Jesus, it's, it's the same word that Jesus uses to cast out demons. Get out. <laughs> this is the same word, being thrust out into the harvest. Wow. And lastly, so lift up your eyes, lift up your voice, and ask the Father to send and you're going to realize that maybe you are you, one of those workers, that you actually are one of those workers. But lastly, lift up your feet and go. Lift up your eyes and see. Lift up your voice and pray and become. And lift up your feet and go. Maybe for some of us this morning, to lift up our feet would be to lift them up our comfortable footstool in our couch, in our comfortable life. Oh, okay, I have to lift up my feet and go. I'm so comfortable, it's so warm and fuzzy. Maybe for others, it's just because you're stuck in this place, in a spiritual place for years, for years, for years. You're just in this place. And this morning, the Holy Spirit is nudging at your heart and telling you there's more for you. It's time for you to make this decision, even if it can be scary, if it can be all these, and you can have this list of objections, but just in your heart say, Father, okay, I'm going to lift up my feet and go.
into the harvest. Jesus went. And we're happy today that he went. <laughs> we're happy that he saw. We're happy that he had a heart for this mission and he went. The Bible says in Matthew 4, 23, and he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. Acts 10, 38, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Someone said that if Jesus hadn't died on the cross, he would have died of exhaustion because, because he was always on the go. He had a heart. He had his father's heart for the people, for the, the mission. I'd like to give you some homework. <laughs> you weren't expecting that coming to church, eh? I'd like to give you some homework. I'd like to encourage you to do something. Very easy. I'd like to encourage you to lift up your feet and to go around your town or your village, your area, and start lifting up your eyes. Not going around to do errands or to do things, but actually going for a walk, going for a drive, just for nothing. But as you're going around, just ask the Father for Him to lift up your eyes and to start seeing the needs and the people and the houses that you're, you're going by and the people you're meeting. Ask Him to do that. Let the Father break your heart with what breaks His. And then start lifting up your voice in prayer and saying, Father, there are so many needs. The heart of this is plentiful. There's so much to do. Would you please send me? It's so easy to say, Father, here I am. Send him. But he wants us this morning to come to this place where we say, Father, I'm scared maybe. I'm not good to talk. I'm not good to do this. Like, I don't have all this. And, I, and again, you can get all your list of inadequacies or excuses or weaknesses. You could get this out. But the Father wants us this morning to say, okay, I'm afraid I've got this, but I trust you. And I give you my yes. Because that's the only thing he's asking for. Your yes. He's looking at our hearts. So when you do this and you start developing this as a lifestyle, there's something that happens in you. You really start having a vision for the lost and for those who are far from, from the Lord. You have a heart to reach him. You say, yeah, I don't know how, but here I am. Here's my yes, Father. Here's my yes. And you start praying, how can I touch these people? How can I make a difference? And there's going to be a point in time, maybe you're going to meet someone, you're going to have a relationship with someone who's not of the faith. And you're going to have an, oca an occasion will, will open and you're going to be able to start sharing the love of God and, and, and just, you don't know what's going to happen. But if you don't go, you're never going to see this.
I want to I tell you that most of the miracles don't necessarily happen inside of ch the church. They happen in the harvest. When we're out there with the people, when we're meeting the needs, that's where a lot of the miracles happen. I have a son, Mikael. I have a daughter, Sarah. She's preaching right now this morning in Temiskaming in our church. But I have a son, Mikael. And Mikael, he's a, an amazing drummer. He's on our worship team. He's an amazing musician, guitar, everything. He touches everything and it's beautiful. And Mikael, um, one day he came to us and he said, Dad, I'm going to join uh, a band, a, a music band, a non-Christian music band. Whoa, I come from there. Before I came to the Lord, I had a band of music and we would do concerts everywhere, playing in bars and clubs and all that. We, that was my lifestyle. So I know what goes with playing music in those places. So we had a long talk and I said, you know, son, here are the temptations, here are the dangers. Like, you gotta, you know, remember who you are. And one thing that we always say every time I, I tell my son, remember who you are. When you go to, for a concert, for you go for, to play in these places, say, Mikael, remember who you are. <laughs> You're the, sight, the, salt, uh, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. Remember who you are. Yeah, dad, yeah, yeah, okay. And he'd go. And the amazing thing is that because he went in the harvest or in the darkness, his light would shine. Like Mikael doesn't drink, he doesn't do drugs, he doesn't, all what's going on sometimes in those areas. And he's there to encourage people. He's there to love on people, even if though he plays music, but after it's finished, he, he mingles with the people and with his band members. And they're just, with, with the time, they're just like, what, what, what's with you? Like, sometimes we, we, they, we fi they finish a concert like at 2 a.m., so Saturday night, Sunday morning, 2 a.m. But Sunday morning, he's at church playing drums. Like for him, it's a non-negotiable. Sunday morning, I'm at church. And they're like, what's the matter with you? Like, we've just, two in the morning, man, and you're at church. Yeah, because church is important. I love God. So he starts witnessing to them, and, and, and they're like amazed. You're so different. Yeah, I'm different. I love God. I'm a Christian. And he starts witnessing to them. Now, three weeks ago, Claude told, told you how in Quebec it's, it's, more, it's difficult. People don't come to the Lord easily. And when somebody comes to the Lord, we're like, oh, wow, it's, this is cool. So three weeks ago, Mikael is witnessing to his band members and his bass player and his girlfriend, they say, tomorrow morning, we're going to be at church. What? You're going to come to church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like, man, you, what you are saying and the way you, you, you live, it's just like we got to find out what's going on at that place. For you to, to finish at 2 a.m. and then to be there on Sunday morning, there has to be something special. Uh-huh. So... Sunday morning, you know, and he says, Dad, Dad, my bass player and his girlfriend, they're going to be here, man. We've got to pray. God's got to touch them. He says, yeah, 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 and we pray and all that. So we, we, we do worship. I preach a message. 
And at the end, and they're there, like, you know, at the end, way at the back. And I say, like, okay, if anybody wants to give their hearts to Jesus, man, this is the time. And just come forward and we'll pray for you. They stand up and they come to the front. And then we're looking at each other, Mikael, we're like, Whoa, this is so cool. So I go down and I, I talk to them. And as soon as I see that this precious young lady, the Lord gives me a, a word for her. And I start sharing to, to her. And she's like, whoa, who told you that? You know, like, and, and, and just amazing. She's so touched. So I take their hands and I said, you want to receive Jesus in your heart? And they say, yes. So I lead them into what we call, yeah, come on, let's... So I lead them into the, the sinner's prayer, like, you know, and we call it. And then they're like, wow, wow. And then, and then you know, we talk to people, we close the service. So right they're at the back and we go and talk to them. And Mikael is there and, rah, 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 and he's saying like, wow, what's, what's in this place? What's it's the, the atmosphere? Like it's the presence of God, but he doesn't know that yet, right? And like, wow, it's so peaceful and Wow, I feel so filled. And they're talking like that, you know. I'm saying it's the presence of God. And you just received him. And he's here. And, and finally, he, he talks to Mikael, my son. And he says, okay, man, now we got to get the other band members here in this place. <laughs> like, this is too good to be true. They, they have to be here. And then Mikael is like, yeah, yeah. And we have to. And he says, you have to talk to them there. You have to, you know. And they go, okay, okay. Thrust into the harvest. And so Mikael is there and just yesterday, just yesterday, Mikael, a friend of theirs, of this, the bass player and a girlfriend, a friend of him, says, Mikael, can you please, a, a young girl, can you please come and help us do a renovations at our house and all that? And by the way, my father, my mother, and my sister, and I think her, her, her boyfriend are going to be there, and we want you to come do renovations, but actually, we've got so many questions about God, we want you to talk about God, talk to us about God. Yeah! Why am I saying all of this? Just go. Just go. Just lift your eyes and see the needs, see the people, see the harvest. Start lifting up your voice and saying, Father, give me your heart. Give me your heart for these people and send me. And then make this decision this morning to lift up your feet and to just go. Again, I'm afraid. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, but I'm just going to go. And you promised that you would be with me as I am going. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.